Today on John Talks Games, we're going to discuss naming things. For many DMs and judges, I find that they overlook one of the simplest and easiest ways to set the tone for their campaign, and that's simply by naming areas. Taking the time to work up organizations, villages, and various items with different names. So today, we're going to discuss that in a little more depth. Bear in mind that in most fantasy realms, things that are named are named by the local culture and or villagers. So it has a meaning for those particular people. It may not be impactful to your players right off, but they may come to understand why something is named that way. Now we focus on our first thing we're going to name, a large ornate cathedral that lies in the center of a main city. We could simply call it the cathedral dedicated to a specific god, or we can give it a name that might be more memorable. To the people of the village, it is the Cathedral of Ravens a place of holiness, a little bit of fear, and some intimidation. Though your players may not be impressed at first, it will leave an impression on them for later. It may also be described by a different name elsewhere, but the location will become important if you give it a name that indicates as much. Now let's move from a specific building or structure to an area on the map. In this case, nearby this village, there's another area. This area is known as the Valley of Lost Dreams. It is a place that the local clerics, priests, or shamans go to to seek inspiration. Keep in mind, not everybody calls it by the same name. The local orc tribes look to the valley and call it the Valley of the Broken Sickle. They must have a particular reason for this. And both names refer to the location in some way specific to those peoples. And that would allow you the hook to build various quests off of either or both names. Now we've talked about naming a building, a valley. Now what I think we should move on to is one of the more important concepts, at least in the games I tend to run, which is the organizations around which the world functions. Organizations can be simple mercenary troops. They could be orders of knights or even thieves' guilds. They exist in a fantasy realm and all have a particular function. Often, their name can be critical to this. Your party possesses a rogue. That rogue has been playing for several months and knows that he is a member of a guild known as the Copper Chain. The Copper Chain holds sway over several villages and a major city on the south end of a particular river. They are a generally polite group of thieves' guilds. They provide protection to the nobles from their rather felonious members, as well as offering an opportunity to get rid of, well, we'll just say goods of questionable providence. But now, after months of play, things have changed. The party needs to adventure to the north, has crossed the river, and entered its territory where the Thieves' Guild is simply known as the Broken Shiv. This name portrays 
a much different type of feeling, one that perhaps deals with more violence, perhaps even has assassins among its number. Though they may have a polite rivalry with their brotherhood in the South, it also might be very adversarial. You must decide this when you determine exactly how that name is going to play in your game. Here we've named just simply two thieves' guilds, but each has a much different weight with that particular name. Now we've talked a little about that. Let's move on to more specific names. I'm not talking about the particular name of a seneschal or a magistrate in a town, but I do want to discuss who runs the town. Is it a magistrate? Is it someone called the Lord Attendant? Each of these names carries, again, a specific meaning and a different weight. This also extends to the guards that run the town for the particular magistrate. Are they known as guardians, guardsmen? Are they sentinels of the watch? Are they wardens? What is it that the villagers call them? And this will instill a type of respect for those particular individuals or disdain based on the names that get used. This again adds flavor and depth to the overall game. Though players may refer to them as guards, you should often correct them if the new term is available. I find that players who realize that they're not guards but the town is filled with wardens, often takes a little different bent on it. Wardens guard prisons. Prisons are not places the players want to visit. Whereas the order keepers of a particular village might be guardians, they appear to protect the village, to protect it both from itself and from those things beyond it. Wardens, on the other hand, they're much more concerned about what happens inside the village. They want to know who's doing what and how maybe they can gain from that. Again, these are only two different examples of how you might want to alter things in your world just slightly to provide a bit of immersion into that particular feel that you're trying to initiate. Though briefly mentioned, we should probably discuss the leadership, those who rule the towns, those who are the nobles, those who hold court, those who rule over the lands in which the PCs take their adventure. How you name these nobles will be critical in how they are perceived by the players. Are the nobles simply counts and dukes as they might be normally used to? Or have you added a little different flavor to it and they have become a viceroy, perhaps a sultan, or even an archon. And how are these names going to relate to one another? It may take a little bit of work at the beginning, but I find that you will get much more reward by just taking a few minutes. Know that no matter what name you grant the nobility, or the immediate nobility, we'll say the leadership, will give the players a specific feel. If I choose the word sultan to say whoever rules over the city, it gives them a built-in understanding of what that person might be. Whereas if I use the word viceroy, it has a slightly different meaning, even though in general they could be considered the same rank, depending on how you structure the nobility within your game. Now one of the more important things about naming things is to refer to those names 
when NPCs speak. The merchant refers to the guards as wardens. He also speaks about the viceroy, who is in charge of the trade coming in and out of the city. These terms, as they're reinforced by the NPCs, then will slowly be picked up on by the players and eventually turn into the normal language that is used during play. Though not all of your players will adapt to these particular naming schemes, you will find a portion of them that will. And with a bit of luck, the reinforcement between yourself and these few players at your table will enhance the overall feeling and immersion in the gameplay world. I hope these few minutes that I've spent with you talking about naming and naming conventions has been helpful and will assist you maybe moving forward in the development of your own world or how you move forward in play. If you have found this podcast helpful, don't forget to share it with your friends. See what they think about it and continue to play your games and have fun. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.